Today's podcast. Very good morning to all listeners. Here are the main overnight market movers and news. In the foreign exchange market, the Swiss franc traded mixed overnight within the G10 universe. The Australian dollar outperformed, while the Japanese yen lagged. EURCHF was only a little changed. USDCHF and the Bloomberg US dollar index edged lower. US two-year yields were up 1 BP to 0.64% overnight, while 10-year yields also gained 1 BPS to 1.45%. In Monday's US trading session, Treasury yields rose across the board as US equities rebounded from last week's sell-off, with 10-year yields ending up 9 BPS. On Monday, the S&P 500, plus 1.2%, reclaimed its entire loss from Friday. The Dow, plus 1.9%, outperformed, while the Nasdaq, plus 0.9%, rose as well. All 11 S&P 500 sectors ended the day in positive territory. The energy sector, plus 1.5%, led the advance. Other growth-sensitive sectors like financials, plus 1.4%, and materials, plus 1.5%, finished ahead of the broader market, while technology, plus 1.0%, underperformed. The healthcare sector, plus 0.5%, was the weakest performer. Overnight, S&P 500 futures continued to rise. Asian stock markets were up as well. Oil prices rose for the second consecutive day on optimism that the Omicron virus variant may not be as bad as anticipated, easing concern over the demand outlook. In China, oil imports rose to a three-month high in November after refiners were allocated new quotas, according to Bloomberg. Overall exports also hit a record as external demand surged ahead of the year-end holidays. Copper and silver prices declined. Gold was only a little changed. On the virus front, New York ordered hospitals to halt elective surgeries as COVID hospitalizations there surged 80% in a month. France closed nightclubs, and Norway is set to announce new measures Tuesday. South Africa's positive test rate climbed to 26.4%, but the surge hasn't overwhelmed hospitals so far, according to Bloomberg. Biden weighs Russian banking sanctions if Putin invades Ukraine. The US and European allies are weighing sanctions targeting Russia's biggest banks and the country's ability to convert rubles for dollars and other foreign currencies should President Vladimir Putin invade Ukraine, according to Bloomberg. Congressional leaders are tying the debt ceiling to defense bill. Congressional leaders looking for ways around a partisan impasse on raising the debt ceiling are considering procedural maneuvers linking it with a must-pass defense policy bill. I don't know that it's a probability, but it's a possibility, House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer said Monday on a conference call with reporters. A senior Democratic aide said Monday night that leaders are considering procedural moves that would tie the National Defense Authorization Act and raise the debt ceiling among three possible courses of action to advance both and other priorities to the House floor as early as Tuesday, according to Bloomberg. China shifts toward easing as property downturn hits growth. China's policymakers move to expand support for the nation's economy as a property market downturn threatens to hamper growth into next year. President Xi Jinping oversaw a meeting of the Communist Party's Politburo on Monday that concluded with a signal of an easing in curbs on real estate, according to Bloomberg. 
GOP senators prepare gatlet for Biden's Fed picks after Powell. President Joe Biden's remaining Federal Reserve picks can expect a tougher grilling than Chair Jerome Powell is likely to get from Senate Republicans, who are already warning about the central bank's regulatory reach before the nominees are even announced, according to Bloomberg. Holzman says ECB could hike rates while still buying bonds. European Central Bank Governing Council member Robert Holzman supports decoupling any decision to increase interest rates from the institution's use of asset purchases, according to an interview with Handelsblatt. The ECB's forward guidance currently says that it will end bond purchases shortly before it starts raising its key rates, according to Bloomberg. ECB should keep highly accommodative policy stance, IMF says. The European Central Bank should stick with its ultra-supportive stance as long as the current bout of surging consumer prices appears to be temporary, the International Monetary Fund said. With underlying inflation dynamics expected to remain weak over the medium term under the baseline, the ECB should look through transitory inflation pressures and maintain a highly accommodative monetary policy stance, the Washington-based fund said in its staff-concluding statement for 2021. The IMF cautioned that risks to inflation in the euro area are tilted to the upside, and that officials should keep an eye on pay pressures. Upcoming wage negotiations, which are expected to be more frequent than in previous years after many contract renewals were put on hold during the pandemic, will need close monitoring, the fund said. The ECB should also stand ready to scale down and then terminate asset purchases and TLTROs followed by a gradual adjustment of policy rates, should high inflation prove to be more durable, according to Bloomberg. Broadbent declines to say if a BOE rate rise will be needed. Bank of England Deputy Governor Ben Broadbent broke from the guidance that policymakers set down in November, declining to say that interest rates will need to rise in the coming months to control inflation. The remarks in response to questions after a speech raised more doubts about the UK central bank's readiness to tighten monetary policy. He noted that the Omicron variant of the coronavirus is another surprise that will take time to assess and that much of the current upward pressure on inflation will be transitory. A question about what are you going to do to interest rates is simply not answerable, Broadbent said Monday when asked whether he still thought rates would need to rise. He said he wouldn't decide on rates until the BOE has its next policy meeting on December 16, according to Bloomberg. RBA's low-seas economic recovery pushing through Armicron scare. Australia's central bank kept its monetary settings unchanged, citing uncertainty from the Armicron strain of the coronavirus while highlighting positive signs in the labour market and broader economy. The Reserve Bank held its key interest rate at 0.1% as expected saying the accommodative policy is still needed to push unemployment low enough to drive wages higher. It reiterated that it won't hike until inflation is well within the central bank's 2-3% target. The central bank was more upbeat on the economy's prospects, saying Armacron wasn't expected to derail the recovery and predicted a return to its strong growth trajectory before recent lockdowns. Low pointed to an improving labor market and further pickup in wages growth as unemployment declines. While inflation has picked up, it remains low in underlying terms, Governor Philip Lowe said in a statement. Inflation pressures are also less than they are in many other countries, not least because of the only modest wages growth in Australia. BBG. RBNZ sees risk of tighter labor market when border reopens. 
New Zealand's central bank is wary that the labour market could get even tighter in the near term as workers take advantage of a reopened border to seek employment overseas. One risk we're conscious of in the very short term is that even when the borders reopen, it actually becomes easier for Kiwis to leave the country than it does for foreigners to come in, Reserve Bank Assistant Governor Christian Hawkesby said Tuesday during a Kanga News webinar. So there is a potential for the labour market to get tighter before it gets looser. New Zealand's jobless rate fell to 3.4% in the third quarter, matching its lowest on record, as the closed border cut the supply of foreign workers. That's boosting inflation pressures as the labor shortage drives up wages, according to Bloomberg. China's exports and imports hit new records on strong demand. China's exports and imports grew faster than expected in November, with both hitting records as external demand surged ahead of the year-end holidays and domestic production rebounded on an easing power crunch. Exports rose 22% in dollar terms from a year earlier to almost $326 billion, while imports grew almost 32% to about $254 billion, the Customs Administration said Tuesday. Economists had forecast exports to grow by 20.3% and imports to increase by 21.5%. The US was China's biggest export destination in November followed by the European Union and the Association of Southeast Asian Nations. Exports to the US grew 28.3% in the first 11 months of the year, while imports from the country increased by 36.9% during the same period, Bloomberg reports. UK consumers hit the stores, but concerns about prices mount. UK stores enjoyed brisk sales in November as consumers did their Christmas shopping early and took advantage of Black Friday discounts to buy winter clothing, according to reports published Tuesday. Total sales in stores and online were 4.1% higher than in the same month of 2019, the British Retail Consortium and KPMG said. Separate data from Barclaycard showed overall consumer spending jumped by 16%. The findings reinforce a picture of buoyant consumer confidence, though both surveys highlighted the threat posed by the new Omicron variant of COVID-19 as the government comes under mounting pressure to impose fresh restrictions to contain the outbreak. There was also a warning about inflation. Barclaycard found that almost 9 in 10 consumers were worried about rising energy bills and other household expenses while the BRC said rising costs meant retailers had little room to repeat the big New Year price cut seen in previous years, according to Bloomberg. Feel free to register at www.fxproject.c. Good luck out there today!